Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today to Off the Bench. Today is Wednesday, May 19th. And today I'm going to encourage some brand new homeschoolers with a couple of lessons I learned early on that really did bring life into our homeschool. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So thanks for tuning in today. We are busy, busy, busy here at the St. John House as my husband is getting ready to take our family across the country to the FPEA conference in Orlando. Looking forward to that. And I hope you guys are looking forward to it also. This is a chance for you to get out and meet some new people, to shop for curriculum for next year. It's an opportunity for you to be in a place that feels free and remember what it's like to be free. So I hope you guys will come out to the FPEA conference. I will be there starting Thursday, May 27th at the Rosen Shingle Creek in Orlando. You guys send me awesome questions all the time. If you want to send questions to me, the way to do it is to go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. And I want to say thank you to everyone who sends questions in here. It really is a delight just to look through your questions, to read them, to be a part of your life, and in some cases, helping you kind of come to a decision one way or another. But I I wanted to remind you that it's also really important because I I got on there and I was looking today. If you haven't left reviews for the podcast yet, we really are trying to work our way up to 10,000 reviews. And you can do that if you love the podcast, if it's an encouragement to you, if you would leave us a five-star review and then tell people why you like the show, that would be such a blessing. And truly, you guys, it matters to us that you're being encouraged by the show. We want you to be encouraged. And so you just go to iTunes, you search for um, Off the Bench with Heidi St. John, or you guys could search for my brand new one, America's Town Hall. I'm just getting off the ground with that. We're trying to bring people on there who are really getting off the bench and onto the battlefield. And you guys are going to be encouraged by what you hear over there. So if you haven't had a chance to do it already, head on over to Off the Bench with Heidi St. John and go ahead and leave a review. It would be important to everybody who who's looking, they're, they're looking at podcasts and they're going, I don't know if this is one I want to listen to or not. You guys know that I am a homeschool mom. It's nothing that I ever planned on doing. I didn't want to do it. Everybody that I know, that I knew at least in the 90s, that homeschooled, I thought was pretty judgmental. I guess that's the right word to say it and very legalistic. And I didn't feel encouraged by any of them. I just felt like, for goodness sake, these are not people I want to hang out with. Um, I don't grind my own wheat and turn it into flour, you know, all the things. And so I got to be around homeschoolers, but it wasn't necessarily a positive thing in in the beginning. And then the Lord did something in my life. And it's a long story and I'm not going to tell it here because I've told it in past podcasts. But once I decided, once my husband and I decided to make that jump to pull our daughter out of public school. It was the scariest thing that we had ever done. And once we decided to do that, I'm telling you what, it was a journey of a whole of a whole different kind. It was it was me doing something I said I would never do. I kind of stumbled around a little bit. It was 1998 when I started homeschooling. And so I did the only thing I knew how to do. And people send me questions all the time. How do I get started? How do I I, I can't tell you exactly how to do it for your family, but I can tell you what I did, what worked and what didn't work. And I set up a real, what felt like a real classroom to me. And I ordered what felt like a million dollars worth of workbooks. And we did okay for a while. 
but we were about six months into it when I began to notice that the life I had longed for was just not happening with all of these workbooks. And for the kids, it was just, you know, business as usual. We went around our school day. There was no chance really for creativity outside of this prescribed worksheet. And my kids seemed, you know, bored and and disinterested for lack of a better word. Another thing that frustrated me was that each one of my children was studying something different. So the first grader and third and fifth graders were all doing a different era of history, different sciences in some cases. Um, And this is before I realized, okay, I do not want Bible to be a curriculum. And so in some ways they were, you know, in some cases they were studying even different Bible lessons. And I was frustrated. I was hoping for more togetherness in our studies. I wanted a less fragmented education. I wanted our days to to run more smoothly. And I know a lot of you are thinking about what it's going to look like because you've pulled your children out. And when I pulled my daughter out, one of the first things that happened was, though I didn't miss the craziness of taking my daughter school every day, I really was hoping for more of a one-room schoolhouse approach in our homeschool. And having so many different workbooks and textbooks was not answering my heart's cry to simplify our learning together. And so I started to do some research. And it wasn't until 2005, so now what are we, six, seven years after I started, that I discovered something called lap booking. And I love it so much. I wrote an ebook on the subject. I'll link to it in the show notes today. It's called Notebooking and Lap Booking Made Simple. And the reason I love it is because notebooking and lap booking literally changed the way that we homeschooled. And so if you're looking for a way to simplify your homeschool, I want you to consider thinking about notebooking. And I will link back to some of these things in the show notes today. I guess I kind of got on the subject because my daughter, Summer, who turned 18 back in March, graduated from her homeschool last week, and I pull out the kids' notebooks for people to look through when they come to, you know, the graduation parties. And, you know, we've done it for all of the kids. And people don't know what notebooking is. And so I thought, well, I'll try to explain it to you because I know a lot of you are just now looking. This is why I want you to come out to a homeschool conference near you, all right? Look at the curriculum. Look what's out there. You know, touch it, feel it, pick it up, talk to the people that are selling it. Get informed and get educated. And I wish I would have known because notebooking was the best thing we ever did. And what it is, is it's simply teaching your child to write about and then illustrate what they're learning in your homeschool. So I store my notebook pages in a three ring binder. I use sheet protectors. You could use pre-made notebooking pages. You could use, you know, my favorite method, which is to let the child design it (laughs) because I always think original is better. I'll link back to my blog today and you guys can read and see some of the pages that my kids have done over the last 20 years in our notebook because over the years we've done kind of a mixture of things. I also keep a few pages here and there of traditional workbook pages in their notebooks. And this serves as a reminder of the proof, I guess, that we've actually accomplished something. And occasionally I open the notebooks just to remind myself of what, you know, what we've done over the years. So um, I use, you know, two inch or three inch binders. You guys can get them on sale you know, anywhere that that office supplies are are sold. We only do notebooking one day a week. So over the years, I've just kept a running list of things that we were studying on a whiteboard in the kitchen. Some of you might know, I am a junkie. I'm a whiteboard junkie. I love whiteboards. If I could have them in every room in my house, I would, because I'm a list girl. So uh, we take one day each week and we create notebook pages. It's not something that we do every day. So I don't want you guys to feel overwhelmed, but I'm going to tell you kind of how we did it. So For example, you know, one year during October, we studied the parts of a flower. We studied 
Joseph being sold into slavery. We were doing Times Tables the Fun Way. We were covering the Civil War. And I would let my kids choose things off of the list. These are things we're talking about. And write about it based on their age. So, for example, a third grader might choose two things that really made her eyes light up. You know, So she's going to make two notebook pages about those two things. And the older they are, the more pages they can create. So I think the age of four is probably the limit for original pages. So if you've got a high schooler, you might ask them to create a page about each of the four things that we studied that week. Notebooking is messy. We make a mess. I think messes are good. They're signs of creative, engaged you know, kids. So you can get out your cardstock, your glue, your scissors, your sheet protectors, colored pencils, you know, crayons, construction paper, and let your kids be creative and then create a page. So again, I have an awesome little ebook that I make called Notebooking and Lapbooking Made Simple. This will really help you guys kind of understand it. But the reason I liked it so much was because when the notebook pages were done, we put them in sheet protectors and we date each one of those pages. And then I would try to put them in chronological order. And it, it turned into a beautiful record of what you've done with your kids that year and what you studied and why it was so important. So there's lots of different resources you guys can you guys can look at. And I will link back to all the things in the show notes today. But if you're looking for something to have bring out creativity in your kids and enjoy your learning with them more than just here's your notebook page or here's your, you know, your workbook page for today. This might be something that that you might want to consider. And I think it really just, it, it brings, you know, life to your kids. The other thing I want to just encourage you as we head into summer is I think it's okay to give your kids the gift of boredom. I, I actually think it's okay. My friend Heather Hapt, uh, she and I are, are friends from the homeschool circuit a long time ago, and she used to write for me at the uh, at the busy mom back when I was just blogging and not podcasting but she we answered a question you know what if we gave our kids the gift of time time to be bored knowing that we are allowing their imagination and their curiosity and their ingenuity to develop and this is something you guys can do in the summer months right when the kids run wild when they're exploring building forts climbing trees you know reading books uh, well that's the way it used to be and i want to just encourage you to go back to it They say that necessity is the mother of invention, but Heather said that she ventures to add that a bit of boredom accomplishes the same thing. So it would take skill to know what to do with yourself, right? If we remove distractions and we take time to provide these opportunities for our kids, just think of the gift that we can give them. And while we're at it, we can unplug and just be present with our kids. This is one of the the reasons I'm so looking forward to being on the road with my family, We've been through a a really difficult year, and when you're on the road like that, that's why I love road trips. You guys drive to the Ark, drive to the Ark Encounter. You're going to absolutely love it. You're going to love it. Take your kids to the Ark. It's important, and it's really impossible to plan. So it's just being available and letting your kids embrace being bored. When your kids come in and say, "I I don't know what to do," you can say, "Well, I guess you'll, I guess you'll figure it out. I guess you'll figure it out," and then let them do it. Because when sometimes your your best laid pants, you're, they're going to fail. And you can't always be making a schedule for your kids every day and giving them something to do. So I hope that encourages you. I have written tons and tons and tons over the last 15 years on homeschooling, lap booking, books that I like. I'll try to link back to a bunch of those things in the show notes today. But if you guys are just, if you're in the first five years of homeschooling and you're still trying to find your way, come to a homeschool convention. Meet people again. A lot of times the authors of these books are on the road. 
and you can meet them and talk to them and, and explain what your child is like and try to match your child's personality and their character to a curriculum that you might choose. It's so important. And uh, I want you to get off on the right foot because to me, homeschooling, I've said this before, you guys, best decision that we ever made for our children for our children. And so you, I don't think it can, I don't think it's going to be more important than it is right now. And I, as we get off onto, you know, coming into the next school year and some of you guys are frustrated and you're seeing Marxism in our schools and it is in our schools and you're making this decision, I want to encourage you to get off on the right foot. And if you live anywhere in the Portland, Vancouver area, check out Firmly Planted Homeschool Resource Center. We are in the process right now, we're getting to the end of it, of creating a very detailed manual. We want to help people start their own homeschool resource centers. You guys, I want you to be praying about a building. The building is the barrier. Right here in Vancouver, we were given a building and we have made absolutely made the most of it. We have over 1,200 students right now that are coming every single day to do everything from math classes to history to pottery to dance to theater. All kinds of things are happening here at the Homeschool Resource Center. And it happened because one individual in our community decided that he wanted to be a part of helping us do this. And he gave us a building. There are people like that all over the country. And if you guys can get a building, the building is the barrier. We can help you. We have a a way to run these things, which works very well. And we know that it works and we want to help you. So you guys could pray for us while we're doing that. The nonprofit organization that is doing all of this is called Firmly Planted Family. It's based out of Psalm 1. The Bible teaches us that the person that walks with the Lord will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf doesn't wither and whatever he does prospers. That is the life that God has for you. And that's the life he has for your children. And so I'm going to encourage you again, those of you who are brand new to homeschooling, hang in there. You can do it. We're going to be talking next week a little bit about special needs homeschooling and what it takes to to really lean into that. I know tons of moms who have homeschooled their special needs kids and you guys can do it. You can absolutely do it. Before I leave today, a couple of things that I wanted to go over with you. I have a brand new podcast called America's Town Hall with Heidi St. John. And you guys can leave questions. You can submit your question for America's Town Hall and we want to answer them there. You can go to HeidiStJohnForCongress.com forward slash town hall and submit your question. And we're going to be talking about what's happening in the country. We're getting really great questions. We're starting to um, categorize them over there, but we want to talk about the things that you're talking about. What's interesting to you? What would you like to see happen in regards to the people that represent you? What kinds of issues do you want to be brought to the table in Washington, D.C.? And we need to be participating. It's our country it's a republic if we can keep it. And I'm going to encourage you guys to join with me, HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. Go to HeidiStJohnForCongress.com forward slash town hall and leave your question there for me. I would really love to hear it. Also, if you just have a regular question, you can submit that to me at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. Same idea, but just a little bit different format. We are encouraged Every single time we go to to see what God is doing in your lives and you guys are leaving your questions of getting off the bench and onto the battlefield, Irene from Jacksonville telling me how she got off the bench. Hi, Heidi. I am a homeschool mom and a very ordinary person. But because of the encouragement of your podcast, I've been looking for opportunities to get off the bench. I committed to collect 40 signatures to get the Florida Constitutional Pro-Life Heartbeat Amendment on the 2022 ballot. I was also able to collect over 90 signatures. 
of my homeowners association, one of my homeowners association committees had an open seat. So I volunteered for that. And I volunteered to be on the Facebook page of the biggest homeschool association in my city. Praise the Lord for these small, ordinary ways to get off the bench. Regardless of how small the position, I see now the importance of born-again believers filling these spots instead of letting the unsafe fill them up. Thank you for sounding the charge. Wow. That is just, thank you so much, Irene. And I hope I'm going to see you in Orlando at the Florida Parent Educators Association at FPEA. You guys are getting off the bench and you know what's going to happen as a result? Lives are going to be changed. I'm not even kidding you. That's exactly what's going to happen. And before I leave today, I also wanted to uh, say a quick shout out to Sharon from Indiana who didn't submit a question, but she said she thought she would get get a kick out of something that happened. She said she lives in Southern Indiana and was having a garage sale trying to sell used homeschool books. And a woman came up to me and said, hey, I listen to Heidi St. John about starting to homeschool. And then she said, she's inspired me. And then I told her I was doing your Bible studies and she told me that you were running for Congress. And I said, I know. And she thought my ears might've been burning the first Saturday in May. And Sharon, you know what? Maybe they were. That might've been the reason. You guys, we so appreciate you. We appreciate your support and your encouragement. We want to hear from you. HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday is the way to submit your questions, or you can leave a voicemail at anchor.fm. We want you to go and record those there. And we do listen to them. We will try to play those on Mondays. The way to do that, again, anchor.fm forward slash John forward slash message. And the way to do that is just to do it in 60 seconds or less. So you might want to write it out. We hope you have a great day. Thank you for leaving reviews for the podcast over at iTunes and wherever podcasts are available. Thank you so much for leaving reviews for my books and for uh, getting out here and supporting us as we're out on the road and obviously for supporting my run for the United States House of Representatives. We love you guys and thank you so much for getting off the bench and onto the battlefield with me and with my family. God is at work and he wants to use you. So the question becomes, Lord, what do you want me to do? Ask him and he will show you. Thanks for listening today, everybody. I'll see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.